0: Can you tell from your life example how you have handled this situation or you have negotiated with your employees in such times? I did. And it
1: was not even negotiation. We had a very small discussion that, yes, yes, this is the situation and I don't want to lose anybody so how they would like to continue and uh, i'm very proud that my all employees they clearly said that we are with you and uh, we will accept any cut you be reasonable and take your call accordingly we should not face any problem in our regular livelihood we will leave all the luxuries for certain period, and definitely uh, we will be moving together time is going to come back so when it comes back the owners will have to see that whatever sacrifice has been done by employees should be compensated later
0: Welcome to Jewelry Pod, I'm Krishnaraj, Certified Diamond Graduate and a Jewelry Insider. whole idea of this podcast is to take you to the world of gems and jewelry, share with you experiences and journey of amazing creators, business owners, designers and anyone who contributes to the industry. Welcome to another episode of Jewelry Pod and today we are talking about leadership. If you are a manufacturer and leading a team, no matter how small or big, you need to hear this. This is time to take hard decisions to safeguard the business and taking care of people associated with you. Today's guest is my ex-boss and a lifetime mentor who guided me through thick and thin. He is known for his dedicated result-oriented work like creating business from scratch in international markets to setting up the factories in most competitive way. He always have been people's man and seasoned decision maker. How a CEO of a multinational company can be so approachable and comforting, we will know today. Today's guest is Mr. Deepak Jain from Hub of Diamond Manufacturing Market, Mumbai, India. Welcome to Jewelry Pop. Yeah, hi Krishna. I'm short of words to introduce you. Please do the honors.
1: Hi, good morning everybody. Uh, This is Deepak Jain. Uh, and uh, I think Krishna I have already told you that I have been heading the manufacturing units and the overall jewellery business and I am into this field for almost more than 25 years now. There are so many aspects of a jewellery business which will take up one by one and especially after this uh, lockdown.
0: From experience of setting up manufacturing unit, running it with huge manpower you know it all what this process will be like after lockdown to the whole
1: jewelry business first we need to divide in two parts one is where there are so many small dwellers who own one or two or three showrooms and uh, they are basically the owner and the family and businesses and another one is a retail chance which function in the multinational way and who are having like hundreds of the retail stores so the situation is going to be different for these two segments if we talk about small business houses which are owner-run and family-run i don't think that they will have much of the effect of this lockdown of course in the lockdown of three months they have lost the business they have lost the income but they will not take much time to recover it because uh, of manufacturers especially the cost factor. All these family-run showrooms do not have much of the cost what the retail chains have. I think survival will not be a problem for them. And uh, of course, the business would be down. It will increase gradually. But still, the survival will not be a problem for them. But if you talk about the retail chain stores, so like the chains who are having hundreds of stores, they are definitely going to face problems. They Most of them will have to shut down many of the showrooms because of their high running cost, because these are driven and these are run uh, mainly by the middle management and uh, so many highly paid employees. And most of those showrooms are on rentals, which is going to affect their account very badly. I think the retail chains have to look at it in very precise way as they will have to cut down the cost, they will have to make a stores run at its own rather than just by borrowed
0: funds. That's a deep take on this question. What are your views regarding manufacturers? What would be their approach after this? Because in this duration, the production was definitely at halt. There were obstructed sales and there were so many dishonored orders even uh, during Akshar Tritya or the buying season.
1: Manufacturers are definitely going to face the tough time as what I see that at least for another four to six months, I don't see their business would be more than 50% of what they had before, just before the lockdown. Of course, a manufacturer always have a very heavy running cost. They have so many fixed costs, which they cannot cut even immediately. So manufacturers definitely have to see on the 140 mainly that they have to cut down, cut down and cut down their cost of running the factories. As the business is not going to be more than 40 or 50% in another four to six months. And after that, it might increase gradually, which depends the situation in country to country and the another challenge they will face is getting the workforce of course many of the workers in the factories like India have already migrated to their native places and how many of those will come back is a big question but yes if they get the proper facilities if they get job security they are going to come back but for another six months even the lack of workers will not affect the factories much as on the one side the manufacturers will not have those many orders and on the other side the labor is less it will anyhow compensate each other
0: during this time i believe the whole chain how we were operating since ages has to be changed as well what ways we used to opt they are not practical anymore so what should be the approach of manufacturers to bounce back uh,
1: the approach would be to change their product segment what i visualize that the demand of diamond jewelry if you it- divide jewelry into two uh, segments like uh, gold-based jewelry and the diamond-based jewelry. So demand for diamond-based jewelry is going to be less. As the major consumer, which is middle class, which is almost uh, 80% of the total population in any country, that middle class consumer will not be available for buying diamond jewelry for at least a year as everybody would like to save the money at this time the demand will automatically reduce and the manufacturer has to focus only on one thing that how they can cut down the cost what product segment they should sell i say that the gold-based product will still sell as gold in overall Asia is still considered as an investment and gold prices, everybody knows that that's uh, in the long run, it's always going to increase. The investment would be towards gold still. We need to change the gold product segment and we have to reduce our cost of production
0: anyhow. That, that can be the only focus at the moment. Thank you so much for sharing this. moving on you have been people's man throughout your career i have worked with you please advise how manufacturers and even retailers should handle the agony of laying off and letting go their staff members while is still being expected to honor rental contracts and financial agreements. One of that is the major cost is salaries. The other factor is, of course, rentals,
1: as uh, people are having some stores on very posh areas. So rental costs are still too high. I think on the retail side, everybody has to renegotiate the rent. And I think already for last more than a month, in every industry, people have started negotiating the rent. So either negotiate with the rent or... uh, maybe shift your stores to the lower rental cost areas so far as people are concerned yes uh, that's a very tough situation that like other industries jewelry manufacturers jewelry retail chains have started laying off people i think uh there should be one is to one meeting between the top management and the owners and the workers the employees wherein they have to come to a conclusion that yes for another year how they can compensate each other uh employees would also have to understand that the situation is not good so they will have to accept the salary cuts so that the employer can survive and run the business in that period. Of course, the time is going to come back. So when it comes back, the owners will have to see that whatever sacrifice has been done by employees should be compensated later. But yes, at this moment, rather than laying off, owners should uh, focus on reducing the cost and to try to continue with maximum employees rather than laying them off.
0: That's kind of approach you have been operating with for so long. Can you tell from your life example how you have handled this situation or you have negotiated with your employees in such times? I did and it was not even negotiation. We had a very small discussion that yes,
1: this is the situation and I don't want to lose anybody so how they would like to continue and uh, I'm very proud that my all employees, they clearly said that we are with you and uh, we will accept any cut. You be reasonable and take your call accordingly. We should not face any problem in our regular livelihood. We will leave all the luxuries for a certain period and definitely uh, we will be moving together.
0: I believe that was your style of leadership. That's why me and you are still connected.
1: No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really very important that how you talk to them. Generally, people do like through the hr managers they send the circulars they send the notices it should not be and in this kind of pandemic situation yes the owners and the top management has to take a lead and they have to do the direct communication with the employees that is very important
0: i'm sure so many of our listeners could relate to this and i believe this voice reaches to business owners and manufacturers across the globe How manufacturers and suppliers can prepare to resume back and ramp up?
1: Uh, They have to start as normal. We can uh, see that, okay, today there is no orders in hand with the people, with the manufacturers, or maybe it's hardly 5 or 10% of the orders what they had before lockdown. Like in jewelry, you know that... uh, Every day, every month, we need new product development. So we have to focus on products which uh, can move more. And I think even if you take a start now, so another four to six
0: months, it will be on track. That seems to be a slow journey, but uh, that's kind of only way out at the moment. And but from my experience, I find it a bit tougher because when I reach back to my clients, in situations here in Dubai are eased out and businesses operating full swing. I see resistance in their approach, even while. Suggesting a new project.
1: Today, they are sitting with huge inventory, which they didn't. They could not sell in the last three months. Like in many countries, some seasons have gone. The merry season has gone. Akshay Tartia has gone in for Middle East and India. So they are sitting with huge inventory. And so they are worried to buy any more product. They would like to clear out the inventory first. And that is that is going to be the approach. Because if you, and you still keep on buying, so your debts will increase ultimately. So yes, the buying has to be very precise now. And inventory liquidation would be the best thing to do to get the liquidity. If at the cost, at the reduced cost, uh, if you have to liquidate your inventory, you must do that.
0: Inventory management is altogether a
1: whole new topic. We are in much better situation than the other industries in one way, that uh, in many other industries, the raw material and the finished goods is perishable. In our industry, in our product, there is nothing perishable. You can reuse your gold, you can reuse your diamonds, you have to... Melt it, you have to remake the new jewelry according to new taste and new choice. We have that plus point that we have nothing which can be perished or uh, which will not be reused.
0: But I also feel that uh, all the retailers need to emphasize on inventory management. Don't you agree with that?
1: Yes, yes, they have to.
0: Inventory management is going to be very important for the, uh, for another three months. Mm-hmm. The credit crunch is another problem we all are facing at the moment. Supply chain between retailers and manufacturers is hampered. So how we can tackle this credit crunch? What are your takes on this?
1: The credit crunch, actually, it has always been a problem in our industry that long credit by being given from manufacturers or wholesalers to the retailers, and now in this situation when you don't have liquidity buyers have started asking for more longer credits and manufacturers are not in position to provide that for if any manufacturer any supplier wants to increase the credit line for or credit term for any buyer then he will have to depend on the bank borrowings which is again going to increase your cost so I think the credit should not be enhanced more and everybody whether supplier whether the buyers whether the retail chains whether the manufacturers have to focus on reducing the credit long credits in this industry has been the worst factor so long credits must be avoided, oh. your borrowings must be reduced, your interest cost must be reduced.
0: But the sales is at halt and it was a old problem. Retailers ask for long-term credits. But uh, at the moment, uh, raising the payments is just not possible. So what uh, suppliers and manufacturers and retailers could do as a team? Do you think they should come in support of each other and they should be in each other's shoes in this particular situation? Uh, they
1: have to. They have to come on one platform. They have to work as a team buyers have want to increase the credit period then i think they will have to something depart from their profits more to the manufacturers to the suppliers because if supplier continues supplying on the same prices with the same margins and gives the longer credit, supplier suffered the heavy cost of interest and that would kill his business buyer has to see that the profit sharing should be accordingly managed and the suppliers should be given more margins against the long credit. Uh,
0: That seems to be a long road, but I believe that's a time when uh, retailers uh, have to understand uh, how manufacturers operate and the cost related to them is no less than fixed cost related. They have to.
1: If they don't do, then I think most of the suppliers would try to go online and they would try to increase their own sales directly to the end consumer. And that will again be a problem for retail chains.
0: there is another lacuna which i feel in our industry is that no matter we deal in precious metal diamond and color stones but whole culture how manufacturers are treated across this retail community i believe there's a lack of respect there's lack of understanding i agree on the other hand there's a lot of competition everybody wants to get into the good accounts but i believe there should be a set of rules ethics we should go by if you see
1: many other products which are not as precious as
0: jewelry is, but still those are so, uh,
1: sold either on cash and carry or on the bank LCs or with some guarantees. But jewelry is always being sold from supplier to the buyer on just clean due business, on uh, clean due terms with the longer term of credit. And uh, that has been actually, if you see, there are in many countries, but not doing that. But I think especially... The Indian dwellers have increased themselves this tendency of long credits and just for competing with each other. So basically, just to compete with the other supplier, we kept on increasing the terms, we kept on giving the goods on memo and which has now become a habit for the buyer. So we have to be tied, The supplier has to be tight. Maybe their business reduces for some time.
0: And do you think if uh, a regulatory committee sets up these rules and everybody has to abide? And we already have
1: uh, associations for all the dwellers, but uh, everybody has to come on one platform that yes, credit terms have to be fixed. You should get LC or you should get certain advance with the order so that the order confirmation is there and the longer terms should be avoided. All these manufacturers, all these suppliers have to come on one place.
0: I think it's more of culture building which need to be inculcated as soon as possible. Yes.
1: Now, if you see nobody gives credit on even the smallest thing, I don't know why this tendency has increased but that is mainly because of that the suppliers have kept on increasing and they tried killing each other by just giving longer term of credit.
0: I believe on today's podcast we have discussed so many revolutions and changes need to be done. Moving on uh, when we start in full swing what to watch for? The-, the jewelry business is never going to die. We have to reform the businesses. It has been a traditional
1: business if you look years back and it was run with very minimum cost. Now we are trying to make jewellery as a multinational business. As a, We want to run it as MNCs with heavy cost, which is basically downsizing the margins, which is basically taking the companies towards
0: the losses. And talking about recovery phase, what do you think this action steps immediately will be taken by manufacturers?
1: I think every manufacturer will take one step first to reduce the fixed cost, to reduce the heavy cost. Like cut down the total cost of production and running the factories and to reform, to redevelop those products, which can move faster. Selling jewellery online, etc. would increase definitely. But still, what? It would be maybe 5% of the total business, 10%, 15%. It's not going to be 50% of the total business. But jewellery, when it goes on the heavy cost, on the higher cost side, you cannot sell it online. In the countries like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, people still want to go to the jeweller whom they trust. For higher-end products, it will never be online.
0: That's a deep-rooted practice. I'm sure high-ticket items will not be sold online. There are uh, channels like eJory, those who are doing some good efforts of pulling in the customers from tier 2 and tier 3 cities that have good inventory, that have good jewelry collection, which they are not getting in their own city. And they are trying to make it a good combination of offline and online.
1: Yes, and for that, uh, the online platforms will have to first build a trust in the consumer. So trust building in another coming year would be very important that the consumer trusts your product and he has full faith that yes if there is anything wrong will be managed will be exchanged will be returned. he will be getting value for his money
0: and do you think that will bring more transparency as well between buyer and seller that's a good take uh, on uh, the situation so many action steps manufacturers are taking from this discussion What opportunities, if any, uh, you find in this pandemic era?
1: opportunity, what one we find is, including America and the European countries, they are going anti-China. So that would be like they want to remove the factories from there. They want to shift the manufacturing centers from China to some other countries. And when they think of shifting the manufacturing centers, India would be the first one. Because the large availability of number of jewellers and the workmen, India will have a good opportunity to become a manufacturing hub as the China was. We have to develop the workmen for this, increase the workforce. We have to teach them how to make jewellery and we have to develop workforce so that... When the opportunity come we don't have shortage of any labor
0: government is of supporting this movement and there are several initiatives are being taken which is encouraging world to come and manufacture in india uh, can you speak something yeah, about the that? the
1: government basically we have good labor laws in india already and i think the uh, labor the workmen should be secured by the law that they don't keep on losing their jobs often they should have some kind of job security and the employers will have to strictly see on that then only you will be able to maintain the workforce. And the labor should be compensated accordingly.
0: Great. And there's another initiative called Make in India. Do you think it will help Indian manufacturers so in some Make way? in
1: India is not today's slogan. Make in India was initiated even by Mahatma Gandhiji. So it has always been a slogan for India. Since you have mass population and mass consumption, as much as we make in India will increase the GDP, overall GDP of India, and it will help boosting up every area of the country. So making India is very important and the government should support the manufacturers who want to manufacture any kind of product, whether jewelry or any other product. So government support must be there.
0: We would like to conclude this discussion, your message to our industry members, irrespective of the geographies they are in.
1: Let us all hope for the best. It's not end. We can say it's a new start to everything. And we keep on working in progressive way. We don't have to look behind. We just have to see that how we can develop further
0: things in future. Thank you so much for your time, sir. And it was lovely speaking with you. That was so insightful and informative discussion. Thanks Thank a lot you again. Listen. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The Jewelry Pot. We hope you enjoyed it and gained insights out of it. Please make sure to share with your friends and family. You can contact me and leave your feedback. Details given in the description. My name is Krishna Raj. Take care until next time.